Hello everyone, this is Easy Natural English with Liam, an English learning podcast for people who want to practice some English listening, but you don't want it to be too difficult and you don't want it to be too unnatural. This is the podcast for you. So I speak with no script and no editing and um, I'm an English teacher, so I know how to speak English in an easier way. But uh, yeah, I try to keep it natural. And today is the second part um, of the output episode. So last lesson, uh, last lesson, last. <laughs> so I've been teaching, I've been teaching all day. So I teach online on italki. Check out the link below if you want to take a lesson with me. Today I've been teaching all day. So yeah, I've been saying last lesson a lot, not last lesson, the last episode. In the last episode, I was uh, talking about ways to output. Um, and this was because I got a comment on YouTube asking for more information about language shadowing. So um, I explained uh, the process of language shadowing in part one. So go and check that out if you haven't listened to that already. But today I'm going to talk about some other ways to output. So um, I understand that um, knowing how to output is quite hard, um, like knowing what to do, like what's going to be effective. You know, I've been teaching English for many years. I've taught in many different schools um, in different countries. Now I teach online. So I've met many different students, different ages, uh, different levels. Um, so I've kind of learned a bit over the years about what's sort of effective for language learning. But even so, um, I'm still myself, I'm still unsure sometimes, like what's a productive way for me to output at the level that I'm at now. So, um, you know, when looking for advice on like how to output, um, it can be kind of varied on sort of what level you're at. But something that I would definitely say is like, if you're really a beginner, then I wouldn't worry too much about outputting. Like if you listen to my podcast, like I said, uh, well, I say at the beginning of every episode, I, you know, try to make this natural, but I do also make this a bit easier. So if you're having trouble understanding what I'm saying, if you're still finding it very difficult to understand what I'm saying, then I don't think you're really ready to output. And this is not just my opinion. This is the opinion of a lot of very clever linguists. You know, linguists are like these people that study language well, just language in general, but these there are particular linguists who study language acquisition or like learning languages, how to learn a foreign language or a second language. Um, and a lot of these people say that, um, you know, you shouldn't output too much early on. But this advice is usually ignored by the language learning industry because, you know, if you tell people that you just need to get input, 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 it's hard to sell people things. You know, you can't make any money really because if I tell you input is very important, you can just go and read books in English, you can listen to YouTube in English, listen to the radio in English, and there's not much money to be made. So a lot of the language learning schools, they want you to come into a lesson and they want you to start outputting in the first lesson. And also it feels productive. You know, if you go to your first English lesson, and they teach you like, for example, daily routine. In the morning, I wake up, I brush my teeth, I eat my breakfast. And you, you know, by the end of the, la the lesson, 
you're making sentences like, oh, I brush my teeth, I blah, blah, blah. It feels productive. So you go home feeling like, yeah, that was good. You know, I want to give this school more of my money. But um, really, it's not a very effective way of learning. Um, because when, you know, I've talked about this before. If you're, if you have a lack of input, if you're lacking input, if you haven't listened to enough English in this case, or read enough English, or like listen to the way native speakers speak, then your only option is to try and construct sentences. And when you're talking about your daily routine, that might be okay. You know, okay, use present simple. I eat breakfast at 9am or something. But then when you want to have a more interesting conversation, you're going to have to just think in your language and try to translate it into English and it's probably going to sound unnatural and it could well probably be wrong and then the person won't understand what you want to say and also you'll have a hard time understanding what they are saying. Personally I think understanding a language is really really important. Um, you know if you can ask somebody in perfect English where is the train station but you can't understand their answer then it's kind of pointless. So yeah, first, if you're a beginner, I wouldn't worry too much about output. I would just get lots and lots of input. But if you're like, if you're at a level where you can understand almost everything I'm saying in this podcast, then you've got to a good level and it's time for you maybe to start practicing some output. So, um, you know, my advice is going to be different from a lot of people because I hear a lot of people say, um, you know, yeah, just um, learning a language is about practice is about practice you know just speak 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 I hear a lot of people say that but yeah like I said if you're a beginner you're just going to be guessing and you're going to be making mistakes so what I would recommend is when you do output um, and even when you're you know even when you've been studying for a long time like um, you know I've been studying Japanese now for over three years, which maybe doesn't sound like so long, but I've been studying for more than five hours every day. So every day, um, you know, I stopped watching TV in English. I stopped reading books in English. I only read books in Japanese. I only listen to Japanese. So I'm getting Japanese input all the time. And I've been doing so for quite a long time. Actually, it's like three and a half years now, maybe. Um, so I've had a lot of Japanese input, but there's still a lot of things that I don't know how to say. So when I practice outputting um, in my Japanese lessons or even when I'm in the shower talking to myself or sometimes when I'm driving my car, I practice, try to say some things. Um, you know, I'm not trying to kind of make my own sentences so much because I know that if I guess, I might be wrong. Like, um, I don't know if it's something you've noticed in your own language or um, in even in English that... You know, there's times where like, um, like, for example, in English, if we talk about um, having a baby, having a baby, like we, you know, you might know the phrase, I was born. So for example, if you're a French guy, you might have learned the sentence like, I was born in France. And the word, um, you know, this phrase, I was born, this is the passive form or the passive voice for to bear to bear a child, to bear a baby. So if you are just guessing, if you know the phrase, I was born, but then you want to make a normal active sentence and you say like, oh, my mother bore me. That would be correct, but no native English speaker would say it like that in modern English. 
maybe in like if you read some older English, you might see like she bore a child. But in modern English, we don't speak like that. So in modern English, we always say, my mother gave birth to me. My mother gave birth to me. So you see, if you're trying to guess sentences, if you try to guess my mum or bore me, then that would just be wrong. Um, and actually, probably a lot of people would understand, they, uh, misunderstand. They would probably think you were trying to say, my mum bores me, which means like my mum makes me feel bored. My mum is boring. So you see, it's very important to just get a lot of input and know the way that native speakers say it. So what I do when I'm outputting, um, when I'm practicing outputting in my lessons or um, by myself, I try to say things, you know, like, um, you know, I saw like if there's a topic that I think, oh, I want to talk about this topic in Japanese, but I don't really know how to do it. Then I'll sort of just try to do it by myself. You know, I'll talk to myself. And then when I come to something I don't know, instead of just guessing, if I think, oh, I don't know exactly how to say this sentence, instead of guessing, I go on to uh, Google and then I search around. So I use like, for example, um, these kind of dictionary websites where you can find lots of example sentences. So I, you know, I definitely know like, oh, I need to use these words, but I don't quite know how to put them together in a natural sentence. And then I look for that word in the dictionary and I search lots of example sentences until I can find the thing that I wanted to say. And then I'm like, ah, oh, okay, that's the way to say that thought that I wanted to say. So that's what I would recommend when practicing output is not so much trying to like guess, um, but just like look for your weaknesses. So kind of just talk to yourself until you come to something that you don't know. So, um, you know, yeah, you sort of, for example, like if you're talking about having a baby and then, yeah, you say, oh, I was born in France. Um, I lived in a small city until I was five years old. And then I moved to Paris. Um, when I was in Paris, I, oh, I don't know how to say this next thing I want to say, you know, and then, and then you found a gap, you know, like you find a weakness and then, yeah, check on the internet and have a look, um, sort of, uh, yeah, have a look like a natural way to say that phrase, you know, don't use like Google translate, because if you type something into Google translate, it's going to give you nonsense. You know, Google Translate is going to take each of those words and translate them separately and put them back together. And then it's going to come out, yeah, very strange and it might just be completely wrong. So like I said, try to use dictionaries with example sentences until you can find the one you're looking for or type into like Google search, not Google Translate, into like a search bar and search, for example, you know, if you have some phrase in your language that you don't know how to translate, don't translate the word, you know, translate the phrase, like look for the whole phrase, type the sentence into Google and then search like, you know, English or how do I say this in English or something. And you'll probably find some forum, you know, there's a lot of these sites these days called like um, High Native and some other websites where people help each other. They help other language learners and you know, see what those people say. I would be careful because sometimes they're wrong. Sometimes I see people 
Um, like when I'm looking at Japanese and English, I see people saying, oh, that means this. And I think、mm, that's not what it means. So, you know, maybe check a few websites and check that, like, you know, you found something that seems reasonable or something.、Um, but yeah, so that's what I would say with output. Like, with output, don't try to be too creative because you might be making mistakes. And then if you keep repeating that mistake, repeating that mistake, It's going to become fixed in your mind, and then you're going to keep making that same mistake. So, the better thing when you're outputting、um, is just try to find your weaknesses. You know, so talk to yourself. You can record yourself if you want to hear how it sounds. But、um, yeah, mainly try to find your gaps. You can do it in writing as well. You know, sometimes it's good to sit down and try to write something, it gives you more time to think. And yeah, again, you can sort of find these weaknesses. And then, of course, something I have to recommend if you want to practice outputting. Is coming to talk to me on italki. You know, there's a link below the podcast episode from my italki page, and you can come and have a lesson with me,、um, and I will correct you. So you can practice outputting, and you don't have to worry about repeating mistakes because I will tell you if you've made a mistake. Normally in my lessons, I, well, not normally, always, always in my lessons, I have a document for you. For my students, and then when my students say something that's a bit unnatural, or if they make a grammar mistake, or they don't know what vocabulary to use, then I take down notes and I always write like the full sentence. You know, I don't just I don't just write like the word you wanted, I write down the sentence for you. So you know, next time、uh, what I wanted to say, I should say it like this. And then next time you get to that situation, you know how to say it. So I think that's a really important thing. With language learning, is sort of, yeah, find your gaps and then fill those gaps. So if you have a gap, like you don't know how to say this situation, this phrase, this feeling, this emotion, just find how to say that. And then every time you fill a gap, you know, you're getting closer to this like perfect level of English. You know, yeah, so just keep filling in those gaps.、Um, yeah, so that's my advice with outputting. Um, yeah, so in the part one, I talked about language shadowing, and in this part, yeah, I just talked about sort of talking to yourself or writing things for yourself and how to do that. Yeah, and if you, like I said, if you want to be corrected, then come and talk to me on italki. Also, I can help with writing, and I think that is a good practice too. So if you write like a diary or if you write some kind of thoughts down or something, and then I can help you to correct those, and then again, Next time you want to talk about that situation, you know perfectly how to say that, those things, and you don't need to guess. Then you can have more confidence in your English too. So that's all I had to say today. That went on a bit long. It's quite a difficult,、uh, difficult topic.、Um, thank you all very much for listening today. Don't forget to、uh, follow the podcast if you don't already. Also, subscribe to my YouTube channel. There's a link for that below the podcast episode. Um, and there's also my Patreon page where I put up bonus episodes where I talk a bit more about my private life. And also, sometimes I give advice or recommendations of how to study, a bit like today. So, thank you all very much for today, and I will see you back here next time.